You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and I'm excited for you all to be back here listening to this week's episode. I have spent a lot of time and energy and thought behind the tips that I am going to share with you all today, because I know that all of us here listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast are looking for inspiration. You're looking for business growth. You're looking for just comfort and validation that what you're experiencing in business right now is normal, that you're not alone and that you're not the only one that is facing challenges, whether it is growing your following, generating new leads, whether it is converting people into customers or members of your team or leading and developing an organization that is high producing, right? So with that being said, we are into the summer months. And actually, at the time that this podcast episode is airing, I had just wrapped up a team call that I did for my organization on, you know, creating your summer schedule. We called it our summer success series. And I also have done this in Chic Influencer, have really trained on really getting your business prepared for the summer months. And I find that the month of June, like the third week of May until about mid-June is really for for women, especially that have children and they're kind of coming to that end of the school year or if you have college age kids and they're coming home for the summer, there's just sort of this big transitional period where people are, you know, people are just sort of going through a lot. And so the natural tendency is just to sort of back off in business and kind and become really MIA. And I see that. I see that across the board. I see that in leaders. I see that in people in the field, right? Everything sort of becomes hard. And this is really the time when I see a lot of dropout. I see a lot of, you know, negative movement in terms of engagement. I see a lot of negative movement in terms of team growth and production. And from a leadership standpoint, it really does require us as leaders to really take the brunt of it. And I'm going to reach out and grab a book. I was reading this morning. Again, I've been talking about the book Leaders Eat Last. And this morning, as I was reading, I underlined this part of the book where, you know, Simon Sinek, who's the author, talks about, you know, when leaders accept the responsibility to be the leader, to be the alpha, it really means that they take the brunt when things go wrong. And that's really where leadership gets hard, right? Leadership gets hard when, you know, when the network is struggling or when there's a downturn in sales or when social media goes silent, everybody looks to the leader for direction. And this is really where as leaders, we have to kind of pull on our big girl pants and we have to say, all right, how am I going to lead people through this season? What do I need to do to make sure that I am creating new ideas, 
that I am bringing those new ideas to the team, you know, and I am really empowering and talking to them about new ways to do business and really kind of continuing to share that vision. So if you're feeling that right now, if you're feeling like it's kind of radio silence, you know, the team is kind of down in the dumps, like there isn't a lot of, you know, there isn't a lot of movement happening. I want you to know that it is our time to shine. This is really where we have to step up as leaders and we have to say, I'm the alpha, you know, I'm the leader. People are looking to me. I didn't just get this position because, you know, I've been here the longest. I have this position because people trust me. People signed up for my team. They purchased from me because they trust me. And then they know that I can lead them down the path of achieving their dreams. So with that being said, we're going to talk about engagement today. We're going to talk about social media today because one of the buzz sort of like topics, the hot topics, and honestly, this really is always a hot topic. It is, is social media changing? I feel like I'm not getting the same engagement that I was. I feel like it's really quiet. Nobody's responding to my polls. Like I've been doing business for X amount of years. Why are leads just not coming in for me? And so let's have a conversation about that today. And I have five different points that I want to make about just social media. And, you know, how do we in 2022 really begin to look at our social media just from a different lens? And it's always going to change. I want to preface by saying social media will always evolve. It will never be a thing that you figure out and you can just put on autopilot. And the reason is because there are individuals at Facebook, at Instagram that are always out there changing things. They're always swaying how we're going to consume content based on their agenda and what they want to be seen. And so we have to remember that we have to remember that it is not that there is something wrong with us personally, right? So don't take it personal, really try to not take personal the fact that you're seeing sort of this downturn in engagement. Now, I don't ever say we should just accept the lack of engagement and the lack of growth and we should just you know, go, all right, like that's just is what it is. We always need to be saying, what can I do about it? How can I make sure that I am still using Facebook and Instagram to help generate new business? So let's talk about that a little bit. For starters, you are right. Engagement has been going down. There's a number of reasons why. It could be, it's honestly, it could be social media fatigue. People are just getting social media burnout. They're just not on the platforms as much as they used to. Um, also there's a lot more users on the platform. Also, we are just, we are very sensitive to being sold to people really want to follow people that add value in their lives. Like if you want people to actually come back and consume your content, you do have to continue to provide value. You also have to say, okay, what is the platform rewarding? And even if you don't like video content, you have to say to yourself, I may not like video content. I may not like seeing myself on video, but I know that if I don't do it, it's going to negatively impact my business. And so it's really where you have to put a stake in the ground and say, as a marketer, I can either embrace the Instagram reels, right? Format and the short form video, I can embrace it and I can start to develop my skill set in that area. 
or I can really slow down my growth and my visibility by continuing to do what I was doing before. All right. So you really have this decision to make about what are you going to do about it? So we need to really say to ourselves, I'm not going to take it personal. Everything is data. I always am looking at my analytics and my stats and I'm trying to say, okay, you know, what's going on with my social media? So just this past weekend, because every Sunday I sit down with my Make She Happen planner and I look at my analytics and I look at my stats. And when I look at my engagement or my reach from my post, I always notice that my highest reach comes from Instagram reels. Okay. Then what I do from there is I take it and drill it down even more. What was I talking about in the Instagram reel? So then I'll pay attention to what I was talking about. I was talking about taking Fridays off. I was talking about having more joy in your life, right? I was talking about burnout. And then I take it one step further and I look at what people commented on. Did they actually comment on more joy? Did they comment on not feeling burnout or were they commenting on my outfit? Because that also gives us insight into our actual users. And then finally, if there are zero comments, I go back and look at the content and I say, it got great reach, but there were no comments. Why? And then I look at my caption, my tagline, my call to action. You know, where could it was, could I have put something in the actual reel that says comment below? So I start to like analyze the content. So now that I know what has done really well and why it's done really well, the specific content topics, I write that down. And then I look at my static content, like the actual images or the carousels that I do. And if there was a post that I wrote that was very near and dear to my heart, maybe it was about, you know, my boys watching me as I rose through the ranks and the sacrifice and the discipline I had to have over those, you know, six years to get myself to becoming the top in the organization, that post did really, really Like I loved that post. It was heartfelt, but I bet I could even make that bigger if I took that same concept for a post and turned it into a reel. And so maybe it's a photo collage of images with text on it, telling the same story in the caption, just slightly different. Would that have a bigger reach? And would that drive more people into my funnels? So now I'm starting to even look at the posts I did that were static on Instagram and can I turn them into a reels format and almost repurpose content that already worked. Okay. So that's really, really important. So you want to analyze, you also want to analyze and say, what times of the day do I, do my posts do the best? Is it morning? Is it afternoon? Is it evening? Is it weekends, you want to know on certain days of the week, what are your best times to actually post? And then you want to do your best to try to post during those times because you tend to get the most engagement. And then you're really making sure that your best time of the week, right? The best day and the best time to post are the days you have your best and most rich content. So 
as a marketer, as a business owner listening to this right now, right? You're not just leading a team, but you're also, you are, I always call myself the guinea pig. I'm testing things out in the forefront to make sure that as I'm testing it out, I can then teach it and take it back to the team. So first and foremost, we need to just, we need to take the personal out of it. We need to look at the platform. We need to look at if it can do it on Facebook, you can do it on your business page on Facebook as well, right? We need to look at our insights. Do what I just said. Let's kind of do some dissecting. What are the topics that people are engaging with the most? So once we have that in there, the next thing that we need to say to ourselves is, can I start to take the topics that people really like for me to speak on? And can I start making those my brand pillars? And here at Chic Influencer, we call that the four hash method. It is the four things in your brand that you want to be known for. So it could be health and wellness, but it's your stance on health and wellness. And I'm going to use my friend and leader, Rachel Mitchell, as an example. She's a Christian and she, her stance on health and wellness is very much rooted in her faith. Even the way she does leadership is very much rooted in her faith. And so when you look at her brand, faith is probably her overarching theme, but she's going to talk about her body and her physical exercise and nutrition. And it's going to be faith-based. Her groups are faith-based, right? She's also going to incorporate in there women's issues like hormonal issues and PMDD. And you're going to see her talk about that in there as well. So now she's going to be capturing an audience that's faith-based that is specifically trying to navigate through what they believe could be some hormonal challenges, right? So now we're like drilling that down and then she's faith-based and then she's talking about the way she leads her team and the kind of organization that she has and how she's a mentor, right? And, and empowering other people to build successful businesses so that they can spend more time, right? Giving back and introducing people to the word and mentoring other people. And it's very faith-based. It is going to either draw in women of faith, right? For sure. Or it is going to repel people who don't have any interest and faith is not of value to them. It may introduce people that are curious about it into accountability, right? For sure. And maybe even to a different way of looking at business. And so it's a very niched down audience. She is talking very, very specifically about faith-based fitness, faith-based business, and her life around there. There is nothing wrong with niching down and actually closing out other people from following you. And I'm not saying you put up a post that says, if you are X, Y, and Z, do not follow me, but you're naturally going to repel people. And if somebody says, I really like you, but I just, you know, like, I don't like that you talk about faith so much. Thank you but I'm going to continue to talk about what I'm talking. I'm not going to change what I feel called to share because somebody on my social media doesn't like it. 
Does that make sense? We have to grow a little bit of thick skin. And I've had this conversation a few times with women about, you know, you have to stand up for, for what you want to be known for. If you're a vegan, you got to talk about that. It's okay. You might have people that are not vegan that follow you, you, but we want to attract more vegans. We want to attract more people that want to eat a more plant-based diet. If we're vegans, we can't be afraid that we're excluding somebody. If we only talk about our diet one way. I only talk about my diet one way. It is anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And I do not believe that there is really a place for alcohol and sugar in my life. And if you can't live your life like that, and you don't want to live your life like that, and that doesn't, isn't of any interest of you, you're not going to like my page because that's all I'm going to talk about. And I do get people that ask me all the time, you mean you never drink alcohol? Wow, that's so boring. It must be terrible. And I think to myself, it's actually not terrible. And I don't really think that I'm boring whatsoever, right? And so I just, I don't say much back other than to myself, I go, they're just not my people. And that's okay. So I really want to challenge you that when you start to see what are the things that people are responding to, I want you to niche down. I want you to talk more about your stance on the business, why you do health, why you do wellness, why you do business online. Why does that work for you? I really want that to be a major focus of how you do business, okay? So you have to niche it down a a bit, all right? We gotta have very significant brand pillars. Also, we need to be cultivating community. Anytime that I see my story views drop, I instantly go, okay, Melanie, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you getting into the habit of just documenting your day and speaking at your followers or are you chatting with them? So I'll give you a couple of examples, right? So I noticed that my story views were going down and I also noticed I was simultaneously really, really busy doing private coaching and working with my clients and I wasn't doing a lot of my engagement on social. So, you know, one of the things that I did was I just started to ask questions. So, you know, in my stories, I was like, anybody see, has anybody gone to see the new Top Gun movie? And um, the night before I was like, you know, we're getting the kids ready to go to the movie theater. Who has gone to see the new Top Gun movie? And then it was like, raise their hand, tell me yes, tell me no. And everybody that voted on that poll, I sent them a private message, right? You know, oh, you went to see the movie. What did you think? Is it appropriate for my 11 and 13 year old, right? People that said, no, I haven't seen it yet. I messaged them and said, tonight we're watching the first one. Tomorrow we're going to the movies. I'll let you know how it is. And so I started conversation. I put a poll up for the sole reason to talk to people. And it was unrelated to what I sell. That was number one. And then I took it a step further. I made the time to go back into that poll and make sure that I responded to the people and generated conversation not related to what I was selling. What that tells the Instagram algorithm is, oh, people are filling out this poll. Melanie's having a conversation with them. They must have a relationship. Let's make sure we show more of Melanie's content to that specific person and people like him or her. So now it is naturally helping the algorithm to work in my favor. 
I kept going with that. The next night we went to see Top Gun. I took a picture. We talked about going to see the movie. And then after the movie, I shared in my stories about why I thought it was so amazing. I asked people when they were going to see it. Um, We talked about our favorite parts of the movie. It was a great social piece that allowed me to really connect with my followers. Then the next day I talked about Fridays, Fridays off, you know, as a Enneagram three, you know, really just taking time off is not my jam. And I talked about like my summer schedule and our summer bucket list and what we were doing. And when's the last time you went to Kennywood park. And so instead of just speaking at my followers and saying, we're at Kennywood today, Freedom Friday, I really started to talk about taking time off and, you know, what we're doing and favorite places to go, you know, restaurants to eat inside of Kennywood. And then I talked about, you know, what I was eating, you know, inside the park because I am on an anti-inflammatory journey, right? So I took people on the experience with me. I want to challenge you. And then lastly, because I have sunscreen sitting on my desk, you know, it's summertime. And so in my world, I, again, really care about the products that I put on my body. And so I'm going to, in my stories, talk about like this versus this, like educating people on sunscreens that I buy, why I buy specific ones, you know, how, what websites I use to verify that my products are clean for my body. And again, I'm educating my audience. And then I'm asking what's your favorite non-toxic sunscreen, right? What's the ones that you have loved the most. So I'm talking about it more. I'm trying to, I'm very intentional about what What am I doing to create community on my platform? What am I doing to create community? What am I doing to have conversations every single day? I want you to be thinking about that because that's incredibly important. Okay. What are you doing to cultivate community versus just being one-sided and just sharing? All right. The next tip for you is keywords. This is something that you have to be aware of as a marketer is that you know, Facebook and Instagram no longer, it's not just the hashtags. Hashtags are really important and you should use up to 30 hashtags in the posts that you do. You want to be thinking about what people are going to search. Likewise, your caption now is like search engine optimization. If you want to be known for your anti-inflammatory lifestyle, Every time you make a post about your anti-inflammatory lifestyle or food or nutrition, you want to talk about on my anti-inflammatory journey, right? I cut out, you know, inflammatory foods such as sugar, dairy, gluten, alcohol. And so now what happens is as you're talking about your anti-inflammatory journey and you're talking about decreasing inflammation and inflammatory foods and the best ways to decrease inflammation, when somebody else on social media engages with that content, it is again going to show it to more people who are like that person. Likewise, when somebody searches anti-inflammatory diet on Instagram, if your post used anti-inflammatory diet or anti-inflammatory foods, that post is more likely to show up in the search or the explore. So you can now really optimize your captions for keywords. So if you are talking about your weight loss journey or your skincare routine or your 
morning routine or leadership tips or social media strategy, whatever you want to be known for, we want to make sure we're optimizing our posts to be able to attract those people. So optimizing by using keywords. Okay. So really, really important. That is, is really key. The next thing, if you notice your engagement is going way down, there was a time Now, I'm not going to say this is like the one, none of these strategies in and of themselves alone is going to fix the problem. You need to do all of them consistently. But what about auditing your followers? Really important. There was a time when it was cool to buy followers. You paid $20 and got 6,000 followers in 24 hours, but they were spam. They were bots, but it didn't matter because the algorithm only rewarded you for the number of followers that you had. Great but that killed our engagement. And so, and there's lots of spam and bots. And I know that Facebook or Instagram will periodically go through and they will remove those accounts. But if you've ever bought followers, or if you just feel like there's a lot of people that are, that are not actually engaging, we need to go through our followers list. And maybe you set a timer for 10 minutes and you just clean up and get rid of as many fake accounts as possible. And for me, I just look for ones that have zero followers is a different language. You know, it's not my ideal target client. Like I just go through, click on followers and remove the followers. Okay. So that's something else that you can start to do to really get your engagement back up again. 10 minutes a day over the course of 14 days, that's 14 hour, you know, 140 minutes. Uh, that's more than an hour, almost two, that is more than two hours of you working on that follower count that could really make a big difference in the end. Okay. Four, the fourth thing is let's do some experimenting. And I've even started to do this a little bit too, is I'm trying to do some different carousel posts because I know that, you know, static posts don't always do well, but if I can create a carousel where it's like a photo dump of our, you know, trip to Disney, or it's a photo dump of our team building day, or it's a photo dump, or it's like, you know, my favorite motivational quotes, my, my business partner, Katie does her Friday funnies. And it's like a swipeable of all of the Friday, you know, just things that really speak to her. And that helps with her engagement. And it's really something that people come to look forward to. So experiment with different kinds of content that really are ideal and, and to you right? They're unique to you and they're really on brand. And then I've said this already, but my final tip is like, you really got to pay attention to when your audience is most engaged. You can do a little research. You can actually go on and start to, if you want to get a spreadsheet and you want to track what times of day you're actually posting and what are the best times or you later, the later.com app, there's an app. There's also just a page, like a homepage, a website you can go to, you can pay a monthly fee and it will actually tell you your best times to post, but you want to actually post when your audience is most engaged really important. All right. So really, really important that you're actually posting when you feel that your ideal target client is online. So stats are incredibly key. So at the end of the day, there's not, there is never a secret sauce or a magic wand that if I just wave it, it is going to make all my problems on social media go away. I want you to understand social is social. We have to connect. If you've gotten away from engaging and connecting, we need to get back to that. 
Okay. We need to get back to that. We need to start saying video content, especially Instagram reels. It's where the engagement is at. It is where the reach is at. So we need to make that a part of our strategy at least three to four times a week, right? We need to be showing up with short form Instagram reels, video content. This is Instagram specific. Okay. Facebook's definitely different. We need to make sure it's on brand. We can't just throw up a reel that has absolutely nothing to do with who we are, right? Unless we're going to keep creating that same content and it's going to become a part of who we are, okay? We have to put some strategy behind it. Keywords, start thinking about keywords in your captions. Let's audit our followers. Let's experiment with some different carousel posts and let's be make sure we're posting at the right times every single day. Now, with that being said, I, the last piece of advice is there has got to be some patience behind all of this. It will not happen overnight, but with discipline, with consistency, with dedication to your message and continuing to create content, eventually you are going to see the uptick in your momentum. All right. But you can't give up. It's, it's like anything, the compound effect by Darren Hardy. That is my favorite go-to book is you have to be in it for the long haul. You have to be in it for the long haul. You have to say, no matter what, I am going to figure it out. I'm going to find the strategy that works and I'm going to master this so that I can go out there and teach it to others. All right, you guys, one of the things that I love more than anything in the world is when you share my podcast, when you take a screenshot of this episode and you tag me on Instagram at Melanie Mitro and you tell me what you learned in today's podcast episode, that brings me joy. And also, you know, hit me up on Instagram. If you have additional questions about what I talked about today in this episode, let's keep the conversation going over there in the gram land. And again, If you are listening to this, I want you to know that there are mentorship opportunities. If you would love to work together on a leadership level, I have a leadership mastermind that is now open for enrollment until the 30th of June. It kicks off the first week of July and it's six months of you learning my top strategies and systems for duplication, for recruiting amazing working members to your team and exponentially growing your income. You guys, if you are interested in learning more about the Leadership Mastermind, you can click the link in the show notes to get all of the details and to apply. It is application only, and I will review your application to see if you would make a good fit. All right, you guys, until next week, let's go out there. Let's make some chic happen, and I will see you back here next week for the Women Inspiring Women podcast.